and that giveth it willingly with his heart, ye shall take an offering. And here's why. We're going to move down to verse number eight. Let them make me a sanctuary, and I may dwell among them. According to all that I show thee after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of the instruments thereof, even so shall you make it. We talked about the tabernacle, and I'm, I'm literally just going to pick up where we left off this morning. And, you know, oh, the title just hit me. Media team asked me for it, and I said, I have no idea. Tonight, I am going to talk about his glory in my story. Hallelujah. His glory in my story. Oh, man. I love when that happens, Pastor. Don't you? You get them pulpit revelations. Oh, Hey, good to see you, Brother Singer. Boy, this is going to, we're going to have church tonight. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say his glory in my story. Mm, turn to your other neighbor and say his glory in my story. Now look, you can be seated, but I do not want you to get comfortable. Amen. Oh, musicians, you guys are so... Would you guys stay there and just give us hope? Don't distract us by playing. Oh, we already talked about that, brother. Praise God. Amen. If you are here, I said he plays better than I preach, so don't start playing yet. The first thing you encounter... I'm only going to be a few minutes here, so I mean it. Don't get comfortable. We're about to have a move of the Holy Ghost. The Lord will help us. The first thing that you encounter... Brother Moses, the first thing that I want you to build in the tabernacle, Brother Moses, is a door. You see, the, the, the door is going to be a signal to everybody about the way that I want you to enter in. You know, when I come to a place that I've never been before, I know the desire of the owner of that establishment simply by where they put the door. Boy, ain't this deep tonight. And, and more than that, the owner of that establishment understands my intention by how I enter in to their building. If this evening there were somebody, let me just do it this way. If you were knocking on pastor's door tonight, we know you'd have some important business to take care of. If you were knocking on Sister Doty's door this evening, everybody in the building would know you had some business to take care of. And if you were knocking on Sister Pastor's door, we'd all know you in big trouble. A door tells us a lot. In fact, the Lord told Moses, I want this door to face eastward. The way to enter into the tabernacle is by walking west. You know, it's amazing when you think about it because the Garden of Eden 
faced eastward. The, the, the vision of Ezekiel's tabernacle, the entrance was eastward. And when the Lord comes back for his chosen bride, he's going to enter in through the eastern skies. Is anybody looking forward to that day? I cannot wait. Banker friend of mine told me that in his training, they were, they, were, they were trained to look at how people entered into the bank. And the way they entered in sure did tell that teller if they were headed for trouble or if it was going to be a normal routine piece of business. In fact, Jesus said it this way. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he's going to be saved. And he's going to go in and out and find pasture. He says, if anybody climbs up by some other way, he's no more than a thief and a robber. Somebody were to come into this sanctuary through the wall, we'd all be looking at him crazy. Amen. We'd be grabbing our purses and our wallets and wondering what they're doing. I want to say it again, my brothers and sisters, and for those that are seeking the Holy Ghost, the way to enter in is by none other than Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the way to enter in. But furthermore, oh, the way you enter into the sanctuary tells the Lord a whole lot about your intentions. This morning, this afternoon, my wife and children and I were praying for the service tonight. And I was praying for my wife, and my wife was praying for me, and we were praying over our children and asking God to move in this house tonight. And I looked over at Aria, and I said, Aria, do you want the Holy Ghost tonight? And she said, no, Daddy, I don't. And I said, baby, let me tell you something. You ain't going to get it. Because it's about how you enter. The psalmist said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands, and serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So what we do is we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise and we're thankful unto him and we bless his name for the Lord is good his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations so tonight I gotta ask you hallelujah before I ask you let me tell you a story we were talking about being Oh, my, my. We were talking about being youth leaders. I remember one service. I was the youth leader, and the service was going so horrible. And it surely, it surely wasn't my fault. It really wasn't. Yeah. Amen. 
And so what I did is I said, I want everybody to get your stuff. Get your purses, get your songbooks. And I told the band, I want you guys to play a good apostolic course. I want everybody to go out into the vestibule. And when you hear the sound of the music, I want you to come in with a different expectation. I want you to come in with thanksgiving. And I want you to come in with worship. Mm, hallelujah. Can I ask you tonight, what was your expectation? And how did you enter? Did did you come into this house expecting God to do the miraculous? Did you come into this house knowing that God is going to heal you of your disease? That God was going to touch your heart and change your life? I've got to ask you, how did you enter? All right, so what we're going to do right now is we're going to reset. This is the beginning of the altar service right now. This is the beginning of the altar service right now. I want you to lift your expectation to God, and I want you to present your need to God and present it to him with thanksgiving, knowing that in this altar call, God is going to meet your need. Will you do it right now in the name of Jesus? This is an exercise in futility. God is about to do something miraculous in this house. Mm, I feel something happen. I feel something tectonic shifting right now. Oh yeah, yield to it right now in the name of Jesus. All right. Hallelujah. I'm going to move to the end of my message. I'm skipping everything. The Lord told Moses in Deuteronomy 23 and 2, when it comes to my house, a bastard shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord, even unto the tenth generation shall he not enter in to the congregation of the Lord. Somebody that is illegitimate cannot enter into my house. And so we read of a man that is born to Judah, a man that is familiar and named after praise by the name of Pharez. Pharez is born. Amen. The music can begin to play. And so we go to Matthew, the first chapter, in verse number three. Hallelujah. And Judah begat Pharaoh and Zerah of Thamar. That's one. And Pharaoh begat Esram. That's generation number two. And Esram begat Aram. That's generation number three. And Aram begat Aminadab. Generation number four. And Aminadab begat Nason. Generation number five. Nation begat Salmon, generation number six. And Salmon begat Boaz of Rechab, generation number seven. And Boaz begat Obad of Ruth, that's number eight. And Obad begat Jesse, that's number nine. And Jesse begat David, that's number ten. It's no wonder why the psalmist wrote, 
I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Lord, I have loved thy inhabitations of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. It's no wonder the psalmist wrote, how amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. It's no wonder he wrote, my soul longeth, yea, even fainted for the courts of the Lord, and my heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Blessed are they that dwell in that house. They will always be praising thee. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and inquire in his temple. For in the, in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, and in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, and he's going to set me upon the rock. Surely Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You want to know about his glory in my story? Because I shouldn't even be here. I shouldn't even be here. I shouldn't even be here. I don't even deserve to be here. I don't even deserve to be here. This morning, I held this picture. I held this picture. I preached this picture. This little boy that was raised on the streets of Philadelphia that didn't know his father. It's a picture of a lady that was bound a religious tradition that could not set her free. But God started walking down the streets of Cincinnati and he picked up a little Catholic girl out of a religious tradition and put her in the lineage of Jesus Christ and he picked up this little boy and put him in the lineage of Jesus Christ and in this house tonight there are some that don't even deserve to be here but you're here <laughs> but God, but God, and I feel him walking down the lineage. <laughs> Brother Alexander, I read it different tonight when I read, but ye are a chosen generation. Woo! <laughs> Sister Precious. Sister Precious, come up here. Come help me preach. But you, come on up, are a chosen generation, <laughs> a royal priesthood. But you are a chosen generation and a royal priesthood. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Honey, come here. Help me preach, sister. But you are a chosen generation. Uh-huh. A royal priesthood. Uh-huh. Yeah. Come on, sister. But you, God don't got any grandbabies. But you are a chosen generation and a royal priesthood. But you are a chosen generation and a royal priesthood. But you, God didn't have to do it, but he picked me up. But you are a chosen generation and a royal priesthood. But you are a chosen generation and a royal priesthood. (laughs) But you are a chosen generation. Oh, yeah. And a royal priesthood. Is there a chosen generation in the house? Is there a chosen generation in the house tonight? I don't deserve to be here, but I'm a chosen generation. I am. on me. I'm going to tell you something. God's waiting on you. Because let me tell you what's happening right now. He's dispatched his heavenly host and there are some angels that are walking all up and down these aisles in between these pews and they're grabbing you by the hand. And what I think you ought to do is start walking up here and thanking God that he chose you. You are a lost sinner. God is calling and choosing you. You want to come up here and take on his name. Repent of your sins. We'll baptize you in Jesus' name. Come on, royal priesthood. Come on, holy nation. Come on, peculiar people. It's your time to shine. 